Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Momo, Robin, and the Bible. I don't waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, Ryan, we're back. It's another, it's been another week. It's been another, uh, you know what I did this week? Very excited. I went to my first, I was for my first ever time in a Patagonia store. Oh, you went to Patagonia. <laughs> Patagucci, <laughs> as they call it, which is like the best like dis like sub name for a brand ever in the history of anything. <laughs> uh, also Patagucci, like Patagonia and Gucci should definitely get together and do a combo move, like do a Supreme style thing but like patagonia apparently it has like a lot of like is like super principled and uh uh like they are believe in like trying to save the country and trying to save the planet so that's cool. um uh my parents are super like rei under armor people like rei for like nice stuff but otherwise like everything's got to be functional like my mom likes like athleisure and my dad likes like like i could go outside in this clothes and my brothers are like that too i was never obviously like that i like my clothes to be like gimmicky and like uh memes uh, but my brother started buying a ton of Patagonia and I was like, I see the natural progression here. <laughs> like I mm. see mm-hmm. one day soon y'all he'll like graduate to like acne or something. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, man. I mean, I'm just saying like, uh, I don't know. I will say this. I've never been in one of their stores and they have They're some, nice. Uh, it's nice stuff. They have some really cool. I, got, I almost bought a, a fanny pack. Because uh, they have a really awesome colorway of one of their like fan. Do, we, do you call them fanny packs? I don't know what people are calling them these days. Yeah, you call them like a fanny pack. I mean, unless you're in the UK. Like I'm not. And then what do you call them? Uh, vagina pack? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyhow, uh, but that has nothing to do with what's been going on in the news. But uh, it was. I, I've been. Tra- I was traveling this week. I was in LA and I was in Portland, and uh, and I was in Portland, which seems like the right place to go to a Patagonia. But it was also just near. I went to Powell's Books. Have you ever been there? Powell's City of Books. No, it is like the biggest bookstore. I've, I've seen ever. photos of it. It's so, first off, it's fucking overwhelming more than yeah. anything. But it's also awesome. Also, like the whole time I was there, I was like, oh, I'm definitely gonna get measles because like, uh, there's a measles outbreak in Portland, and also like the state senator of Portland was interviewed by, by Vice, and she's like, yeah, like uh, the measles vaccine causes more trouble than measles. She's like, at least that's what my constituents tell me. Oh, it's like, God. It's like, cool, your job is not to just like listen to the people that you govern and be like, okay, whatever you want. Your job is to like listen to them and then figure out what's best for everybody and then do that. That's like every few, like I'm, I want to say like every 18 months, there's a breakout of meningitis in gay bars and Whoa. every person goes and gets vaccines. And I was like, you could tell that this is a community that suffered a plague because nobody, there's never any blowback against vaccines. Like we're thrilled that there's no, a shot the anti, you can get. Anti, I'm sorry. The anti-vax <laughs> shit is crazy. People who Those are, are not people who never experienced a plague. They've never experienced. Pe- people, like, no, I mean, it's true. People who are not vaccinating their kids should be in fucking jail. Uh, there's literally zero science zero none that backs up the claims of the anti-vaxxers in fact all of the science says the opposite and 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 it is truly mind-boggling to me the only thing that changes their minds is when their child is terminally ill and they're like even then no there was just there was just this story about this kid who uh it cost like almost a million dollars to save him because he didn't have his tetanus vaccination and then his parents like yeah we're gonna keep not vaccinating him jesus christ it's like i'm sorry you're that's that's what you're doing is called child abuse and you should be in should be in jail for it 
know like a couple of people who have to manage HIV and then you go to your doctor, you learn a lesson about how thankful we should be for the chance at modern medicine and how like hard that you need to work to maintain your health and body. And then you go to a doctor and you say, hi, what vaccines can you get as an adult? And they give you a round of vaccines. And then guess what? You are vaccinated against hepatitis. You no, won't cra- get hepatitis. It's crazy. I was it's like, a wait. shot. No, I asked my mother. I was like, I got the mac- vaccine, the measles vaccine, right? And she's like, yeah. And I was like thinking how crazy it is. Like, I got a measles vaccine when I was a kid. And I'm like vaccinated against a bad, really bad disease now. Like, I'm good. Anyhow, everybody should go listen to This Podcast Will Kill You. And it will scare the shit out of you and make you so thankful that we don't that we don't have the chance of getting dengue fever because of yeah. the CDC. No, but I was I, – listen, I was having this debate with somebody um, and and uh, they were t- we were, people were talking about – um uh you know getting finding a way to get people to like come around on like ideas like political ideas or whatever you know or climate change like how do we how do we tell people like what the real stuff is and what the good stuff oh, is oh all like, you need is a tiny blurb to come up under the conspiracy theory video on youtube that gives quote unquote yeah, context no, no, yeah and somebody was like somebody was like oh you just need to you know if you just point them to the if you can find a way to point them to the right stories no. like you can you can it's like no the problem is that like confirmation right, bias I, no i mean i sent somebody was like i was like yeah trump's a, like when, when whenever aoc was like yeah he's a racist um, I was like, yeah, this is he's definitely a racist. And some somebody responded to me on Twitter. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, there's no evidence of that. And I was like, yeah, here's this New York Times story about how he had his um, people write a C for colored on their uh, like rental forms at his real estate business, which he was taken to like federal court for like twice and had to settle. And and they're like, oh yeah, the New York Times. It's like, okay, well, so you know, nothing if, is good enough. If you can't read, if you can't read the New York Times. On a story that is like fact based, like you can go find the files. It wasn't like a secret mystery that happened. It was like a thing that actually occurred. There are like there are court filings. There is paperwork. You know, it's like if you can't believe that, then what's the? Then you can't. Then there's no. There is no like central uh, repository of information that people will listen to or pay attention to. It's like you cannot convince people because now there's just like you know it, it's turtles all the way down. I mean, there's like there's a scientist somewhere who will tell you. That there's a doctor or scientist who's obviously like not credible, but it doesn't matter, who will give you a really scientifically sound, uh, totally reasonable version of why you shouldn't vaccinate your kids. And people are like, okay. Like and also if there wasn't, people would say it was a giant conspiracy that sorry, scientists not sci- Yeah, not scientific scientifically sound, not scientifically sound, something that sounds scientifically sound. Yeah. Okay. Like like and and people eat it up. I mean, I remember talking to somebody who's an ev- evangelical Christian. And they're talking about the age of the of the planet, and they were telling me about all these books that were written by all these scientists and doctors and you know, people who've studied you know archaeology who do, who have, like have evidence that the Earth is like six thousand years old or something. It's like okay, but don't you think it's a matter of not even just finding those people before they are gobbled up by those beliefs and then spend their lives doubling down on wrong information? I think it's a matter of like mental health, making people feel like a part of the. Uh, like like science classes and education making you feel like you can hands-on be a part of this and understand how the scientific method works so that when you're an adult, you can trust that that's what scientists are doing and they're not just coming up with secret cabals to like steal your money. Like, like well, yeah. Th- I mean, for sure. But, but I mean, you've got to get people out of the clutches of like... I don't weird. know how you solve an adult that's like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like the de-brainwashing I mean, process from about, cults... Yeah. You hear about these people who I mean, I've seen stories about people who are like, um, 
you know, I was a Nazi and then I realized like everything I had been raised to believe was wrong. And I'm like, but the thing turned... is those debrainwashing programs always start with someone having some sort of like every time I watch like Leah Remini on Scientology in the aftermath or like uh, a documentary about a cult, I, it's always, it always starts with some kind of disillusionment. There's always a spark of like, I don't know. And that or, or a close family relationship that you like lost. And that's only like 10% of the time. Does anyone choose their mother over a cult? Um, it always starts with some kind of disillusionment and then you can deprogram them because there's like a willingness there. But a lot of those people, they just, they, there is no point at which they become disillusioned or it becomes so buried down because of trauma and baggage that it's not yeah. about like it's not about like the sunk cost fallacy at that point it becomes about like their brains are not processing like information correctly and even and if you wanted to fix that they would think you were trying to brainwash them instead of de-brainwash them and you just end up in this fucking violent scenario and i'm starting to think that like fox news <laughs> may have so successfully used its cult like 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 cult like abilities to create a situation in which Trump is signing people's Bibles that we are at a breaking point. where like, I don't know how we turn back the clock on that kind of like crazy, yeah. like without yeah. a violent yeah. world war two style scenario. And even then a lot of Germans walked away being like, I kind of thought Hitler had some good idea, like for real. Yeah. And I'm yeah. starting to think like he's signing Bibles at that point. He is on some kind of holy spiritual level for these people. And I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how you tell them, like, if you believe in God and Jesus and you super believe in this book, you think this guy is on a level with them that no, he should that's be signing a, that's, the Bible. I mean, that's the shit, man. That is like the most perplexing of all of this is like, no, I mean it's just caught. Just people are just like you know. You see what you want to see. You hear what you want to hear, and they just they just they don't have blinders on. They're just they are just like uh, like I don't see it. It's like the people who voted for Trump, and not not that we don't have to talk about politics. You know, like for I mean, there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. I mean, it's certainly political. But 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 like but like but like the people who voted for Trump are like I'm not racist. It's like okay, I I hear you, and maybe you believe that, but like you're voting for like really super racist policies and a racist way of thinking, and like. If you now have heard him and seen his policies and you still don't think like if, if, I mean, if, if you still don't think that his policies and his his position is racist, then you're then well, it's you're like lying Megan yourself. McCain, and if, yeah, Megan well, McCain doesn't like the way that he talks. So I agrees with fucking everything he says. I haven't followed. I, I, I immediately the least trustworthy people in the world are people who claim to be um, against Trump, but will like stand behind Trump. They're yep. the they're the worst of the worst. Like th this, Ben Shapiro does this. He's like, uh, uh, he's like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't agree with his tactics, or I don't just this, this, that, the other thing. But I like that he moved the the uh, you know Jerusalem embassy, and he moved the embassy to Jerusalem or whatever, you know, or to Tel Aviv or where the fucking, you know, it's like it's like, um, it's stuff like that. It's like, well, I, I, I you know, it's like. Oh, I just gonna hold my nose, and it's like you're gonna hold your nose about like just all of these like completely insane, racist, sexist, shitty. I mean, beyond that, beyond all of that, like the guy's also just a criminal. Like, there's I mean, no it's like Caitlyn Jenner's entire second season of her show was her with a bunch of whip, trans women of color going around meeting people, hearing their stories, hearing in very clear terms how Republican policies have hurt them, how conservative policies outside of even just trans LGBTQ stuff, outside of just race relation stuff. 
just basic economic policies which have racist and transphobic consequences, basic healthcare policies that have transphobic consequences, military policies, and over and over again saying things like the idea of like capitalism is great, the free market will solve everything, doesn't help the trans community. She heard these stories in tears, would be like, I, I hear you. And still stood behind them because it's like a religion at that point where you're like, but I have faith in capitalism and I have faith in corporations and I have faith. You know what I mean? I have faith in America and and nationalism. And at a certain point, like you just they only hear you being anti-American when you say things like America is not exceptional. It is a place like a lot of other places. And a lot of people, all, everyone around the world has equal dignity and a lot of people have other ideas and their equal dignity and their other ideas are working out better for them. And maybe we should listen to some of the evidence. They just hear you're saying America doesn't have the best ideas. Right. And it just becomes like, and, and, and I have had this conversation with family members. I've had this conversation with strangers. I, I mean, and it gets to a point where, I mean, it was the couple in Fort Lauderdale that I talked about last week that were like, yeah, I was wrong to vote for him, but they still stand behind some of these ideas. And if you point out how they're part of a continuum that isn't working, they start picking and choosing because they have to believe. Yeah, it's truly, it's, it's truly wild. All right, let's talk it's about something else. Yeah, let's, let's move on. This is a nightmare. Uh, it's a nightmare. Well, uh, do you want to get on the subway and <laughs> sing some Robin? I do. Maybe, yeah. Big viral video going around. We were talking about Robin's new album, which you don't care for. I don't know. I found it to be forgettable is how I describe it. But um, but we were talking about Robin generally. And and I, I don't know. They're all singing like uh, a dancing dancing. On my uh, own. On my own. And I feel like there's like a couple of Robin songs where everybody's always like, yes, we stand this Robin song. And then it's like, but what about the rest of our catalog? You don't hear a lot about it. I you mean, that's don't. a lot of pop stars, though. I guess Especially that's true. like lower level pop stars. Not lower nah. level, but like B or C list pop stars. The non-Beyonce's. Even Beyonce, everybody goes to the single ladies and the to the left, to the left. And the, you yeah. know what I mean? Wow. Nobody, not a ton of like pick up. so many hits, though. From the uh beyonce jay-z album like we're not nobody's but, out here singing that or like 7-eleven nobody's singing I mean the, 7-eleven the 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 vast majority of people are not but well maybe not the vast majority i don't really know beyonce has a lot of hits though way more than sure. robin way well, more than robin i mean she robin takes 20 years to turn out an album um but yeah it's weird because i just feel like we're in a place now with pop music where people don't want big choruses like kind of like royals um i i saw this todd in the shadows did a video about seven rings which i really liked which was about how like royals kind of broke pop music by calling out that the emperor has no clothes like the party didn't mean anything and it was all really fake and it was a lot so of people, you're talking about lord yeah a lot of yeah. like people were singing songs about like wealth and 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 partying and stuff and stuff that they couldn't really access because yeah. we're all such like there's huge wealth disparity yeah. and so when lord kind of called that out in a really authentic way then you got all those photocopies of Lord, like Halsey and Haley Seinfeld, who have like this, okay songs. And this but, uh, was girl. What is her name? Uh, what is her name? Everybody's talking about her. She's gonna be the next big thing. Uh, Billie Eilish. Oh, Billie Eilish. Yeah. <laughs> is that her name? Yeah, and she's and, you like know, she's th- like fourteen. Th- it's like a valid thing. She's like a fourteen, like a hot topic, like goth raver. We're just in she's that like, period between like Madonna dance music of the eighties and then like. Spice Girls come in and it's you have party a theory. Again. You, you have a theory. You were just telling me before we started, which yeah, you think I think, that, that I think once Trump, Trump is out, it's going to be a big party. I think right now Trump is in office. It's like when Bush was in office. It's like when like H.W. or Reagan was in office, and we're slowly like getting more and more depressed, and like like it doesn't feel 
Seven Rings doesn't. It's a fun song with a cool hook that's nostalgic. No, and I think it's a flex. I think it's. I think it's perfect that, that that song was plagued by you know claims of appropriation and like kind of weird racism and. But like from uh, a, ta- from her a production standpoint, up. it's packed with hooks and like but the problem is like when cardi b flexes it's like yeah she was a stripper a few years ago and it this was not guaranteed to her when ariana does it like she was a millionaire from boca raton whose brother was on broadway before she got her nickelodeon show at 12 and it's kind of weird to hear her be like i want it i got it it's like yeah you mm. always had it like you could always mm. buy whatever you want mm. it's not like it's not an overcoming yeah. story so i think when once we feel like we've overcome something We'll have like a TikTok will come out or like a Gaga. There will be a moment where we will all have like a pop party. Like- TikTok. You mean the Kesha song? Yeah. Yeah. You can't really listen to that anymore, though. No. All you, you can think about is Dr. Luke. Yeah. I know. That's what talks about Kim Petras. Yeah. Kim Petras has got like great little songs, but they're all by Dr. Luke. So it's hard to like. I just saw a story, actually. Michael Jackson, uh, the uh, a Simpsons episode with Michael Jackson been pulled from circulation. Leaving Neverland R. Kelly thing. Yeah. on International well, Women's Day. I was looking at that R. Kelly interview on the subway and I tweeted like, can men, you know, cut it out or whatever? And then I was like, it's literally International Women's Day. <laughs> it is, it is. Check it out. Uh, uh, James L. Brooks, the um, producer of The Simpsons, said to the Wall Street Journal, this was a treasured episode. There are a lot of great memories we have wrapped up in that one and this certainly doesn't allow them to remain. I'm against book burning of any kind, but this is our book and we're allowed to take a chapter, take out a chapter. I mean, that's it. Michael Jackson has been officially, after many, many years, he has been officially canceled. Did you watch Leaving Neverland? I can't watch it. I can't. I can't. Not because I don't want to or don't believe it. I mean, I've yeah. You're like the, my dad the, with kids' the, stuff. Is no, not. no. The fucking problem is one is we've always we've always known this. The truth is like it's like to conf- like I, I, look. I'm in no position and I have no power over like what happens with the public reaction to Michael Jackson. I think deep down, when the first, um, I think we all knew when the first. Uh, you know, charges were were leveled against him. Everybody was kind of like, "Yeah, this sort of checks out." Like, you know, I don't want to like find somebody guilty before they have a trial, but like, you kind of were like, "Okay, yeah, there is a lot of weird shit going on here," and he did nothing to like downplay it. But like, I know that there's very, I mean, I know that what they discuss in the, in in uh, Leaving Neverland is is quite graphic, and and I frankly it's like very graphic. It's extremely consistent with like model pedophile behavior it, yeah it, it's also they lay out a situation that these families were going through that michael was going through that the world was going through that like culturally we were in this moment of how easy it was for this to happen and yeah. i anyone who walks away from those doc that document i mean i clawed myself out of a really bad i went off of my antidepressants for a week just for like to switch uh medications and i was in a really like i knew it was coming i was in a bad moment and i clawed myself out of it and then of course the first thing i did was turn on the documentary no i was just gonna say like i i thought that i i do want to i do want to watch it there's two things that are really stopping me one is like as a as a parent it's very hard for me to hear or to think about graphic child abuse. I mean, just of like course. it's just like I'm my not dad trying to, can't I'm not, even like, watch a movie in which like kids are. No, no, no. It's become like, yeah any mo- any movie or anything where there is a uh, where there is a kid threatened in any way is like has become like fifty times as uh, hor- horrendous. But That's also, uh, but also. Um, I just like it's. A, I know it's going to be just an unbelievable downer. And there's two things. Like one, it's like I don't have. You don't have to convince me that Michael Jackson was a bad person. We should cancel the fuck out of him. It's like if if now everybody has has the proof and we're like. I mean, I, I've been on. The, I mean, I've been. I'm not like walking around going like you know he's the greatest ever. You can you can never tear down his his legacy. I mean, 
he, the guy's obviously was a fucking monster, but the, but it's like, I just don't think I can handle, I mean, it's, it's just like a fucking downer. No offense, but it's well, just a downer. And I, and I don't know how say, many more downers I can handle right now. It was a downer and I was in a really bad place <laughs> when I say. watched it. But I will say it did give me hope, The especially the after Neverland panel with Oprah that HBO did, really yeah. gave me hope because we're now we're in a place where we can at least some of us can have sophisticated conversations about how this happened and how it we can prevent it and how these patterns of behavior don't look how you think that they're going to look. And children, a lot of the time when they're abused, it doesn't feel like abuse to them. And they get really defensive of this person because it doesn't feel bad. It's abuse and it's going to screw them up. But in the moment, it's not like, a, it's like rape isn't always violent. And it, it, wow. these pedophiles set traps so that children feel loyal to them and beholden to them. So of course they lie on the stand when they're 20 years old because they're, they're not old enough or sophisticated enough and they're not out of it enough to understand what happened to them. And it, it gave me hope that we could have a conversation where we say like, like I remember the first round of allegations and Michael Jackson was wacko jacko and it was a joke. Then I remember my teen years coming around to defend him because I remember thinking we were making fun of him for being a weirdo or effeminate or reclusive or childlike. Right. And I, as an effeminate weirdo teen who loved art and music, was like, oh, that's why my dad hates him. He thinks he's weird. But he's not weird. He was just like a kid and he liked kid things. And like when you say to people, he built an amusement park, it's like you have to use that as evidence that he was trying to lure kids, not that he's a weirdo who owns an amusement park. Because when I was a teenager, I was like, I would do anything. That's going to be my adulthood. I'll build right. an amusement park. Right. And I remember defending him because I thought... This is racism because we do this to black men, especially black men that look effeminate. We shame them so much harder than we do white men or people who look androgynous. And we, and when you make the conversation about like wacko Jacko and his plastic surgeries, it makes people who get plastic surgeries or are weird want to defend him for that. It's sort of like the OJ scenario yeah, where like yeah. he clearly did this, but because well, you have marginalized groups also, that are like this. Yeah. Yeah. He was the victim, right? His father beat him and all this shit. Yeah. You just, you just need to cut off like your like for somebody. It is uh, off you need the to be rails. Like, you need to be able to be like, oh yeah, I like their songs. Oh yeah, like I like his style. Uh, I love the way he dances. Like whatever. I really the like fuck Hannah and her sister. But, you can but be, guess like, what? You can, Woody Allen's yeah. a pedophile. Like you can fucking like it, but like you also need to be able to 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 dismiss that person as 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 like in in based on like reality. And you know what? I said this a thousand times. I was watching the documentary because John came in for the second half, and I said so many times. All of this because he can sing and dance. I love art. I have devoted my life to art. Nothing is is as important. No art is as important as a child's safety, and we cannot make excuses for someone because of the moonwalk. Uh, but I, I will just say, like, it, it is, um, you know, I think the tough part is, like, how much room we're willing to give somebody whose art we appreciate or we love. I mean, people, the women are throwing their panties at R. Kelly as he comes out of the courtroom. Well, that shit's crazy. Um, but, like, it's different when, like, you're not – I mean, it's different when you are a – an adult who's making a decision versus like a, a, a basically a child who's being coerced and forced. I mean, and like as an adult, you can be like, you, it's easy to not think about the way things are or to ignore them or frankly to deny them. Um, I don't know what would possess a person to th throw their panties at R. Kelly at this point, but like, 
But like, what possessed uh, those moms to be like, "All right, my son well, is sleeping thing. alone okay. in Michael Jackson's so room every day for so, a year." So that's one of the that's one of the other things is that like I I feel like I will seriously like want to um like throw my remote through the television while watching the like moms try to talk about try to talk about like the the, the reasons why it seemed okay to be like yeah like Michael Jackson's gonna like he's gonna sleep in his room tonight or whatever but like not in the bed. It's like I don't know, dude. He's like forty. You know, I'm sorry, like. It's that's if, not if, if, if that was any other man except for this pop star who has been in your living room for a few years, you would have been like, what the fuck? No, yeah. like, oh, the man down the street who built an amusement park in his yard and wants to sleep in the bed with children and like hang out with them alone and gets mad if I try to take them back. Yeah. Like you would be like, oh, uh, fuck. No, you're going home. So oh boy, what else is going on uh, on a lighter note? Let's yeah. talk about that hipster. So there is a, a guy, a hipster. Yeah, so there's sued. a story. Yeah, there's a story. No, he didn't. He didn't sue. Oh, he uh, complained. There's a story in MIT Technology Review. Um, the hipster effect: Why anti-conformists always end up looking the same? And it basically was based on a study that said like all hipsters look the same. It has a stylized picture of a guy. Um, uh, it's a Getty stock photo, and a dude wrote to them. Um. <laughs> He, he wrote to the magazine, so he wrote to MIT Technology, and he said, your lack of basic journalistic ethics in both the manner in which you reported this uncredited nonsense and the slanderous, unnecessary use of my picture without permission demands a response, and I am, of course, pursuing legal action. Because he thought it was a picture of him. And then, it, yes, he thought it was a picture of him. And then it turns out it was not a picture of him. It was a picture of <laughs> a guy who looks just like him, which is like an insane thing that like proves the article, which yeah. is like... You know, he was like really mad. He's like, how dare you? First off, he hated the article, but then he also was like, how dare you use my image? There's an interview in uh, on uh, CBC uh, from uh, Canadian, the uh, Canadian radio. And, um, you know, it's an interview with the editor uh, of uh, the MIT Technology Review. And um, the last question is, but if this was a sort of iconic image of a, hip- a hipster and somebody who is angry at the idea of being accused of being a hipster says it's not him, what does it say about hipsters? And the, uh, the guy says, I think it says what the study says, which is that all hipsters look alike. Um, you know, or hipsters all look alike. Uh, I think it's just a funny. It is very funny. I mean, I think this goes for everything, which yeah, is Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it's very cyclical with like – Every girl contours to change the shape of her face to look more like Kim Kardashian. And then every no, single nuts. girl gets all- filler. And then they all look the same. And then one no, no, person looks different. Yeah. And they stand out. It's like the dad bod thing. Everybody wanted a perfect body. Then someone was like, nah, I kind of like my soft bod. And everyone was like, look at that guy and his confidence soft bod. Then everybody was like, I got a dad bod. And then that was out. It's the same thing with uh, shaving your face. Then everybody had a beard. Now everybody's doing this, that, and the other thing. It just keeps, yeah. it's like a cycle. I, yeah. And I it's think it's just not I, worth chasing those trends. I think it's like in the plastic surgery thing is really interesting because like all, everybody's collapsing into look basically like um, Chris Jenner. Like, I mean, what's happening? All of the Kardashians and all of the Jenners are basically turning into the the, the mom because they're all getting the same. Like it's weird, but they're all getting the same work done and it's like flattening all of their features to look basically uniform. And that, and because like I, my brain identifies like that kind of plastic surgery with an older person. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, this is, this is, if you ever watch Bravo, it's funny because the older wives and the younger wives are very hard to tell the difference between. But yeah. some of the housewives are 29 and some of them are 69. Yeah, it's weird. But they it's have weird. the same older person plastic surgery done. It's like people don't realize they're actually aging themselves through the through plastic surgery. Like they look like an older person who's had plastic surgery to look younger. 
It is the beard is part of the problem with the with the hipster picture. Going back to the the original point, which is like I think the beard. You know, look, a beard is like basically just. I mean, it's a beard. It covers your face, so that makes it harder to identify. Like, and I'm when like, you're dying your beard and your hair because you don't want grays, and you're all using one of four shades available at the drugstore. Everyone looks yeah. the same. Yeah, I. You know what? I um. I often think about how much my glasses and my beard are like my face, and if I want to just disappear, I can definitely shave, take these glasses off, and I'm like, boom. When the CIA wants to make someone like really look different, they change like four or five things that are easy to change, but um, uncommon that people decide to change, and they can make it so that like 90% of the population couldn't recognize them after a 10-minute encounter. Mm. Um, it's very mm. interesting, um, and I think uh, what's weird with men now is men starting to get filler and starting to like do stuff like that. I get a lot of people make fun of me for my red hair, but it's like, at least I picked a different, like so many men now are doing like that, like Sandy light Brown with a beard. And it's all combed over to the side with that same like hipster haircut. They got the AirPods in. they're wearing the same outfit. I don't know. I I sound a little JD Salinger, but everybody's kind of doing the same thing. And it, it's icky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Anyhow, you know, I be just be yourself. That's what I say. (laughs) <laughs> except don't be yourself. Except, don't, except read the outline dot com and about why Leah you wrote a great Leah wrote a a great piece which everybody Amazing. should read. A drop which is the like, mic be, piece. Be yourself is is um horrible bad advice. bad advice and it's true and and honestly it's funny because like when I met Leah when when we first started talking about her working at the outline uh, before the outline was a thing you know she had come off of this situation this thing at Gawker which where just everything imploded and she was a big part of like the very visible sort of implosion and it was like live tweeting meetings and it was just like just going for it and leah had like a reputation people are like oh leah's like she will fucking like burn you to the ground i mean it took me like till two months ago and i've known leah for a while before (laughs) i was like oh that isn't who she is anymore but she really was that person but it definitely was like i mean we we talked about it a lot when we first met and and she actually encapsulated a lot of what i feel like uh I heard from her. I mean, she's, it's just like, it's just like, honestly, it is like a really awesome piece of self-reflection and like makes me long for having more self-awareness and frankly, like a therapist. Well, it's Um, a thing that's like being yourself, (laughs) being like an unfiltered version of yourself is monstrous. Like that's why people who are like, I have no filter are always It's like you're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, You're an asshole because filters are good. There's no inherent self. Your inherent self includes the filter you create. That's the problem with Twitter. That's fucking Twitter, man. That's the whole problem with like the internet as it's arranged right now, which is like we think like we it's like people are like, here's a platform where you can say what's on your mind. It's like, but no, don't say what's on your mind. Like it's not necessary for us to hear what's on your mind all the time. And like I, you shouldn't hear what's on my mind all the time. And like my worst moments on the internet have been when I've said things that are on my mind that did not need to be said out loud. You know, it's like I think horrible shit all the time, and then I don't say it. It's like I think horrible things about people that I love, and I'm like, that's a horrible thought. But I don't fucking say it out loud, and I move on, and I stop thinking about. It. It's like you're not supposed to just be unfiltered. Well, like, it's not. It's not a binary choice where it's like either I'm fake and I conform to like a, a constructed version of myself or everything I think and say is valid and I should say it all because that's being me. Like right. creating a filter for yourself that you think makes your social relationships easier and makes you able to contain some of your thoughts till they're in a better place for you yeah. to either present them or develop them. It's sort of like drag where it's like uh, the whole idea that like putting on drag is the inauthentic thing and when you strip it all off 
and you put on like boy clothes, that's the authentic thing. But it's like both of those are clothes. That's the yeah. point. Both we need, wearing makeup yeah. or not wearing makeup, th- neither are like more authentic because you're doing skincare and you, you decide deciding not to say something is as much a choice. It's like voting or not voting. Like picking no option isn't not voting. You're voting for nobody and wasting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's no, no, very exactly. interesting. Yeah. I mean, we it it's it's uh it's interesting because Instagram has gravitated, has mutated into a place where it's like everything is filtered. Mm-hmm. And, and like, yet like, all broadcasted. Well, but but like it is all like very produced. I mean, the people who the people who are succeeding on Instagram have like an extra extremely produced version of themselves that they put on Instagram. And then on the flip side, on the flip side, it's like it's like it is all unfiltered insanity over on Twitter, you know, and like and to some extent Facebook as well. Um, I think I think we all just need to be talking and sharing less. That's what I think. I think we need to be spending time with our loved ones. And not everybody is a performer or needs to put that work into the world. And the people who do are successful at it because they of what they decide to edit. An That's editor right. is an enormous, powerful thing. No book you've ever, every book you've ever read is only good because it had a good editor. Nobody writes a book and then it's literally perfect and you publish it unless it's a poem and you're Emily Dickinson. Like yes. most things need to be edited. All good art, all good performances are edited and rehearsed and planned and talked over. And, and it's never the first version you see. And the reason that performers are good at putting out a ton of content is because they put that process in. Not everybody can lazily be a performer where they're just like, unmitigated spouting the novelty of that wears off when everybody's doing it and then we're all monsters who are just like here's my official statement on what happened to emma stone at the oscars like not everybody needs to have an official joke that they posted they're not all Wait, gonna what, be good what happened to emma stone i don't know i'm oscars? just pulling a random like event not every what, like thing trump do does require no <laughs> not everything stone. trump does requires you to put out a press release and if you're not a performer or a wrong. pundit, like it's not necessary. Even if you're a, even if you're a performer or a pundit, it's no, like, sure. Know, pick your pick your battles. But like Soledad O'Brien, can't wait to hear her opinion on what political development happened. The girl I went to high school with doesn't need to write a Facebook post about it. That's not your job. No. It, like it, it's just yeah, we all we all need to be yeah we all need to be doing other things. And I say this is a person who really has. Loved. I say this is a person whose job is to make jokes. Yeah, you know? and I've lo- and I and I love and have have u- utilized the internet, but it's like just to be clear. I mean, there's got to be a line at some point uh, where we just, just take a break. Well, <laughs> speaking yeah. of editing yourself, um, Tim Draper told Sarah McBride that he thought, who was an investor in Theranos, uh, that he thought Elizabeth Holmes really couldn't be a CEO again, but he'd make her a chief science officer. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what. I mean, I don't think he was joking. No, he was like, Elizabeth Holmes had some talents at charming people in sociopathy, and I think we could make use of them. And it's like, she is a criminal who destroyed a company and hurt people. And he's like, yeah, we should give her a chance. Instead of being like, there's lots of talented people who haven't had a chance yet. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I just don't. It's very disturbing. Um, Billionaires looking out for their friends. uh, it's, It's crazy. If you've read Bad Blood, you'd be like, okay, this person, not only should they not be a chief science officer, they should be unhirable. You shouldn't be like a manager at uh, a Burger King. Like, no. you, you, not, you can't even be an employee at Burger King based no. on the, you know what I mean? Now, by the way, I'm not knocking people who work at Burger King. I'm saying like, it's a job that like has a basic set of skills you need to learn to do. And she does not have them. And I wouldn't trust Elizabeth Holmes to do that. You know, she'd be like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm putting cheese on the cheeseburgers. And it's like, 
the cheese it's just a cheese piece of cheese on a piece of lettuce but all i know is elizabeth holmes should not be uh, the chief science officer of shit um anyhow so it's a crazy statement but it also shows how like fucked up the like community of investors are that they would i mean it's everybody at that level it's the too big to fail thing I mean, it's just like who they back, how they back people. Like, it's, like it's, if banks have fucked up so badly that they destroyed the global economy, maybe we don't use those. Maybe yeah. we just don't do that again. It's truly, um, it's dark times. It's truly dark times. I don't have much to say about it except it's completely stupid. And um, I just felt like it was really indicative of like why Silicon Valley and like tech culture is becoming basically like Wall Street or big pharma and like we have to stop acting like because we like the products and they have friendly logos that like the people behind them are any more like sane or less craven yeah speaking of elizabeth warren wants to break up all the tech companies love elizabeth warren she's the best not all of them I, I I have her look her article she wrote this thing on medium and it's like here's how we do it and it's like Amazon Facebook and Google and it's like cool I, I'm into a lot of what she's saying but like yeah she doesn't include a lot of other people like I, I am I, I think the carriers in this country are completely diabolical I think the media conglomerates are completely diabolical I mean you literally like when the Disney mer- I just read a thing somebody tweeted when the when the Disney Fox merger is over Disney will will um, be responsible for 40 percent of the of the um, film content that's released I mean, in America Disney basically or something. Owes chi- owns childhood and what Disney decides children will learn or value or know. Yeah. No, is, it's crazy. Is what happens. I would, I would break up theme Disney. Park. I would break up Disney. Honestly, probably Disney's a more destructive force than fucking um, like Facebook. I would break up Amazon, Disney. Uh, I would fix the I- local ISP monopoly. No, like Verizon, Qualcomm. Verizon, AT&T. No, Verizon, AT&T, fucking those motherfuckers need apple's to be inability up. to sideload apps well it's not even that the apple i tweeted about this and i was like it's interesting that apple wasn't included and it's like they have 50 percent of the basically 50 percent of the smartphone market share in this country that that could easily go up also it's the number one way through which people get information now and like they have locked them down they hijacked people's phone numbers you cannot like you i mean you the app store is super restrictive like there's all these weird things about it and people are like well they don't use your data it's like well they do use your data in lots of different ways they just don't share it you i'm know? trying to think of companies that could only exist as duopolies or like triopolies or whatever you want to call it um I forget what the word is when there's only a couple competitors in a space and they all maintain each other. And the only thing I could think of was like console gaming is the only space or really gaming in general is the only space where like without two or three systems, there's no reason to put the development cost into games and you would need like common standards. And then, then you'd be bottlenecking some of the innovation that goes into something like the switch or like a Wii. Um, And I was trying to think of like companies that sort of, that's a necessity of the space. And I couldn't think of anything else that I was like, what has to be? Because like wireless carriers, there's no reason, or internet service providers, there's no reason they can't function like resources or like um, utilities. Um, And like, there's no reason why Amazon needs to own the whole internet and all shopping. Do you know what I mean? Like I was trying to think of like, what, what is a space where like, like social networks, there should be an open standard and it shouldn't just be like, well, you could use Facebook or nothing. Like there needs to be an open standard. And I guess that's email, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's look like search engines. I kind of get why there is only two search engines. I mean, I think it's interesting that, well, listen, 
I'm sorry, Duck, be, Duck, Go, three. No, but there used to be a lot of different sodas, okay? I mean, and then Coke and Pepsi did their thing, and at some point they were like they became the biggest and the best. But there's no the reason there needs to be two sodas. It, it, but there yeah, might you, be a technical I mean, reason why do, we just. I mean, Boylan's maybe Boylan's is like they have the fucking monopoly on on sodas or whatever. You know, like I, I do think you know there there. It is my belief that if a better search engine came along, like it, it could, it could you could like I mean at this point it might be. I mean, tough, that's what they're trying was, to do with Alexa. Is like but there was a, find to there, get a way to get into search that isn't typing into the bar because that's but like dumb. there there was a point where I think the problem with Google is not so much the search results, it's all the stuff they've put around the search results, all the things that they're doing yeah. for like to drive like infographics stuff. Yeah, no, the amp, stuff they're doing to drive links. like no, the stuff they're doing to drive people to like you know book flights through them or to get you know oh, pull yeah. data from other people's sites and put that up in in front of like you know in in, in front of the result of in front of the actual website it's like it's no longer giving me but it's like on the one hand you're like wow that's actually a real utility like if i search for somebody's name and i get a wikipedia thing pulled up and shows me like a snippet of wikipedia a, a wikipedia entry it's really useful but then at but some YouTube point you're like worries me on, more than search I mean, the whole thing is worrying. There's no question that there is a monopolistic aspect to all of those companies, right? To Amazon, to Google, to Facebook, certainly. Microsoft, um, and, even, and I mean, Enterprise. But, but, but she cites – but there are things that I don't totally agree with and don't understand. She cites Nest as an example of one of Google's monopolistic sort of acquisitions. And like yeah, I don't see that. that. I don't see that at all. Number one, home automation stuff is a nascent – it's a growing but relatively nascent space right now, and anyone can um, step when in. They bought, when they bought Nest, it was a v- relatively small company, and they were and they were not like it wasn't like holy shit, like they're just blowing it out. There were there's plenty of other companies that make, and I would be I wouldn't be surprised if like Honeywell is outselling Nest in terms of uh, digital thermostats at this point, like Wi-Fi thermostats. But also, Google wasn't like. Google hadn't really deployed any like home technology. Also, if all of home technology is a monopoly outside of like analog locks, I don't see that having as world-breaking consequences as something like all of public transportation becoming Uber and Lyft. In yeah, cities. I mean that that's the right. I mean the, like that's a worse monopoly in my opinion. I just YouTube this, is worse than their search business in my opinion. I think it's really it's this idea. I think these are the companies like they're like it's like privacy and like, you know, uh it's buying other com- companies right well, now. Well, but it's also like right, it's also the companies that I mean, I think it's like this whole thing about Amazon's like, you know, server business, which is like you you could make an argument that should be broken out as a separate company. Um, but someone's going to run the servers. Someone's going to own the servers. Microsoft owns a lot of servers too. Dell owns a lot of servers too. Like, uh, it, it, they, they, at this point, maybe don't have as many as Amazon, but like, I think Amazon saw an opportunity and took it. It's not like they like completely railroaded everybody else to make the, their server business happen. What's yeah. interesting about Amazon is that they see lots of opportunities and they take them. Sometimes it really works out for them, like web services. And other times it's like Amazon fashion didn't quite hit the way they thought it would. But with the pieces that end up fitting, then they synergize them to knit them together. Like Whole Foods, they find ways to knit it together. You know what I mean? And they're slowly fi- doing all these acquisitions and stuff. But it's not part of some like master plan. Whereas Apple's moves are usually master plan moves 20 year vision of controlling your house and car you know what i mean and it's very different philosophies um but both of them have created weird situations where they move into a space and sometimes they're wildly successful and that becomes like a monopoly like right now like between spotify and apple music there's really not a lot of other players in that space and having a monopoly on all audio which is what spotify is trying to do with podcasts and music is now it's a duopoly of like apple podcasts apple music and Spotify and Spotify podcasts, that worries me. And YouTube worries me way more than like 
everybody uses the same doorbell encryption code. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't know what to say about it all. I will say this. I th- I do think um I do think it's interesting. You know, one of the things she says in the piece is that is that you know without breaking up Microsoft there wouldn't have been an opportunity for Google to become like uh, the search the preferred search engine over Bing and it's like first off your sequence of events is like really off. It's like Bing happened way after that breakup occurred, right? Google was already a monopoly at that point. Microsoft has actually been arguing forever that 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 Google search is a monopoly and that the reason they couldn't get a word in edgewise is that um, because they've just monopolized so much of the space. But it's like it's like a weird argument because you're like I mean, the better um, argument is that the only reason Apple existed is because Microsoft was scared that they would be seen even further as a monopoly. But like you could you could make an argu- you could make an argument that like if it weren't for Windows the Windows monopoly that Apple could have become like a more dominant brand but it wasn't just like it wasn't just like one thing I mean Apple could have distributed its software the way that 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 uh, Microsoft did but it didn't want to I mean they had two completely different um, market- and we're not even discussing Linux here they had two completely different market tactics right like like. Apple's market tactic was to sell like a better computer that's a completely all-encompassing solution and not have not outsource their hardware or whatever. Microsoft was like to sell a license to whoever wanted it and be like, yeah, it was Android. You know, it's like, yeah, you want to yeah. use this? Go ahead. Like you can pay a license fee from us, you can use the software, and you can sell a Windows computer. And it made it really easy for lots of people to make like affordable computers, you know? And like anyhow, the point is. There, there, there's there are lots of reasons to break up companies and force them to um submit to regulation but it cannot just be facebook and amazon and google we have to take it on at a much larger scale i think there's it, there are bigger problems than it's just, just what facebook it's, it's a matter amazon of a great idea and not knowing the space as well well you can't say but you can't say it because it's too much you can't be like look she will not say i mean it's going to be really hard for somebody to say like we should break up verizon but mm-hmm. like they should i mean think about what verizon owns now you I mean, know verizon owns the huffington post Verizon owns, you know, massive amounts of like subscribe cable subscribers. I mean, Verizon snapped its fingers and all the porn and sex worker stuff disappeared off of Tumblr and it devastated like lots of people's lives. I think it was more like Apple snapping its fingers. Sure, but the only reason that those two companies could do it was because Apple had a monopoly on 50% of phones and then Verizon owned Tumblr and could snap its fingers. There was no yeah. negotiation that had to happen. Yeah, that's and right. Verizon sells Apple's phones. So why do they want to piss off Apple? I mean, I'm just saying there are a lot of monopolies in this country. We're just at the fucking tip of the iceberg, you know? And and I think that um I think that anyhow, I, I like the idea. Uh, by the way, I like Elizabeth Warren a lot. I think like I Me think too. Elizabeth I think Elizabeth Warren is of course in danger of 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 people treating her like they treated um Hillary because she's an older woman who um speaks her mind and as we know like uh, most Americans hate that. Um <laughs> But uh, I mean, it's like it's actually like scientifically proven that people hate that, which is what's so. I crazy mean, the about reason it. that 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 subway has um, the voice that says when a train is arriving is a woman, and the safety instructions is a man, is that people will perk up and like a woman. They'll or they'll or they'll find her charming if it if they're if she's giving you like helpful information, but they will not take instruction or hard information from women. So yeah. the subway switches to a male voice because. Just for safety reasons, it's they just have to go with what people are going to listen to because they can't have people diving into the subway or whatever. So 
they have a man. It says like the A train is arriving, and then it's like, please step away from the closing doors. Is yeah. a booming male voice, and like that should tell you that speaks volumes. I mean, in it's a cra- male voice. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about like how Hillary was literally talking about what was going on with Trump and Russia, and like describing it <laughs> in detail, and being like, yeah, all of our, um, you know, all of our intelligence agencies agree that. Um, uh, that you know he's that this stuff this stuff with Russia is going on and and she's like he's probably you know <clears throat> getting help from them or whatever and, and whatever all the stuff that all everybody now is like yes this is happening it's like yeah but like nobody was listening to her they were like they she were, sounds like my ex wife yeah it's crazy it's crazy times we live in well um, speaking of monopolies Facebook yes. is pivoting to privacy. I love it. Privacy's in now. Privacy's cool. Like, I don't. Yeah, uh, your messages Facebook, you can keep them to yourself now. Facebook can of- pivot to whatever the fuck it wants. Like, there's no amount of of um, there's no amount of pivots they can make that'll make me really like or embrace what they're doing at all. The best thing they ever did was buy Instagram because it bought them time. <sighs> yeah, maybe, maybe right. At any rate, I just think it's like, what's their plan now? What do they mean? Private groups private groups hosted on facebook where they're still sucking your fucking information and your data i mean it's an ad privacy, of selling information privacy from business. who i don't understand privacy how from, like privacy from facebook that's what i want like is the news feed going away are messages going away no, like, they're, I don't not, understand. they're not they're not taking any of those away so what's different i don't really we can delete messages now okay i don't know like what else yeah it's unclear are talking about it's unclear, but but what I can say is... Um, I can say this. I'm not going to buy an Oculus headset because I don't trust the mo- mothership, so... I just, like, yeah, I just feel like... I, I mean, to me, and I've said this before, I think the issue with Facebook is is I, I find fewer and fewer reasons to actually use it. Like, I don't know what they are. I literally only have one at the, the moment for creating events for professional reasons. Both are completely superfluous to most ways that people do their business and also feel really necessary. And as a comedian and as someone who manages pages for like, or like I have a not-for-profit group and we do events and we want to communicate with the people who want to help give us money, help us get money for causes. Like it feels necessary, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of easier ways to go around it. And I don't open Facebook for anything besides that. I really don't. I'm never like on there. Like, you know, Hey guys, just an update on my lunch. Like I, yeah, just I, don't, I, mean, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people use it that way, but um, I don't. I, I I can't imagine it. It's just it's different. I also think it skews older. I think there's a lot of older people on it. I mean, all I know is, and I think we talked about this maybe last week. Somebody somebody released the data from uh, what, what the top sharing, the top most shared accounts are on all the different services, and and the, all the Facebook stuff was like nine gag and like. Uh, like the daily caller and like just like the dregs truly the worst of the worst I fucking of the love science five exclamation points yeah that's it's really bad just like it's like forwards from your uh, very dumb your, your I mean, very dumb literally every time i open facebook i love my grandma every time i open facebook it's a meme from her that says like you know yeah, but people but, who but, pray wake every day or something yeah, i'm like you, you know but this? but but my but my but my i have relatives that were that were uh I have relatives that have been forwarding shit like that through email for me for like decades. Oh yeah, it's the same it's just, person it's just who email used to do forwards. the email just, forwards. Yeah. The email forwards have just graduated to being it's a nine gag post to being a Facebook post. Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. All right, what else? Um, what else is going on? Well, do you want to talk kind of about? Quiet, it was kind of a quiet week. 
Am I crazy? It seemed like sort of not that much happened. I mean, you, you did you hear about Momo or? <laughs> yeah, Momo. I mean, Momo so is like stupid. But but you know, it's funny because people are like, it's like I don't know. All these people are writing about Momo and like it's like the the it's the adults that made Momo seem real and it's actually panic and blah blah. And it's like yes, but every article you write about alt Momo is more Just Momo spreading shit. more Momo shit. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. You want to like debunk Momo or whatever, but Momo is like it's like oh. <laughs> It's not a thing, man. Well, it's like everyone wrote that story about like, why is this crazy password so popular? And it's like the the Chinese symbols when you like uh, when you translate them through Unicode or something, they come out as these other symbols. And so that is just a popular password in China. And everyone, every single person wrote a piece. And when you walk away from that, that's I didn't know there was a list of top passwords and if i did i i don't really need this information about how popular this password isn't like it's just a not a real story and every single fucking outlet wrote that because the headline of why is xyqx8982 one of the most popular passwords in the world so you would click through and i was like this isn't a service that you're doing me as a journalist this is just like fucking a meme or like, yeah. like an invented story yeah i mean like i get it i get it people it's the momo want... thing though it's like these are invented things these aren't yeah yeah i mean momo i mean one thing i can say is uh it's it's nice to have a little distraction you know a little bit of something that we can all agree on you know laugh no, about. no no matter what party you vote for you know uh it's like you can enjoy momo you can be scared of Momo. Non-Momo news. Uh, PlayStation released a remote play app for iOS, but not Android. Oh, yeah. So so really quickly, I was just looking at this. Um, I'm sorry. You can't use a DualShock with it? So you, you have can't to use an MFI controller or there's like a workaround to use the DualShock. I don't understand. Like, but you, they have these like whack like virtual controls like that look like a complete nightmare. Well, you can use an MFI like controller. Like, you can get a controller that was made for iPhone. What is MFI? It's like made for iPhone. Apple has a standard so that there's no input lag like there is on Android, and that the controller works like uh, it's really tied oh, so, into the OS. So okay, so I can use a controller. Yes. Just not my DualShock. No, you can use like a thirty dollar Nimbus okay. or whatever. All right, I'm in. I mean, I finally, I may actually have a use for the iPad now. Yeah. This might be the first time. Or you could get a game vice and make it into like a Switch little situation. Oh, that's interesting. I have not. Oh, that's interesting. I have not. But you need to have really good Wi-Fi, right? You need to have good. Like, where uh, is no, this really pretty useful? good Wi-Fi? I mean, I've used it around my apartment, and I have a pretty good router, and it works fine. No, but I mean, like, you can't do it on a plane. You can if you use another app called RPlay, which is available on the iOS store. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is you're killing me. I don't have time for this bullshit. You couldn't do it on a plane. You could do it. On they maybe need on to vacation. release. They need to release a Switch style console that has PS4 level graphics. Is that too uh, much to ask? Vita 2, if you will. No, they're not doing a Vita 2, are they? No, but, no, but I'm saying that's what you're asking. For. Yeah, they should do the Vita 2. The next PlayStation should be like a Switch, and when you dock it, it's like really good graphics, and then when you dock it, it's like a crazy fucking GPU that it's like turns it into a complete monster. Yeah. That's what they should do. That's what they should do. I have to strongly suggest to them that is the move. Mm -hmm. And then you could literally upgrade the GPU unit. Yeah. You know, when the pro one comes out. You buy like a two hundred dollar replacement unit. Yeah. Ugh. Please let it happen. Come on, PlayStation. Or you could do it. They could set it up like the new, like the new um, minis, the Mac minis, where you can like 
you know, stack oh, the them, essentially. stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's how they should do it. I mean, that's that's got to be the future of, of gaming, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're on like, an x86 standard at this point. There's no reason they couldn't do that. I mean, if you're, I'm just saying, like, if you're if it's like any if it's a if an external GPU is at play, I guess you've got like, I mean, there are issues with like bus speeds and things like that, but it doesn't seem like a huge. Deal. Anyhow, I'm no, kind of into I mean, this. they I mean, put two processors in the PS4 so you could stream on Twitch. I mean, admittedly, admittedly, sitting in bed in my bedroom playing like Resident Evil to the Resident Evil Two remake is definitely pretty appealing to me. I mean, I remember the Wii U was a very disappointing console, but the first time I could lay in bed and play like Bayonetta, I was like, this owns. Like I could go take a dump and play Bayonetta and this yeah. owns. And right, like, hold on. Tell me what's a what's a uh, what's a good I'm looking right now on Amazon. What's a controller? I have the Steel Series Nimbus, um, which is great and it, you can What did you say clip. the thing is? What is it? Apple, Apple MFI. MFI, MFI. Or the game vice is the one that goes around your thing, but then you can only use it with your phone or your Oh, I iPad. see. Here's one right here. The game vice. Yeah. Does this do everything that a PlayStation controller does? These all look like Xbox controllers to me. The only thing that's different is they do look like Xbox controllers, but they're not. They'll work on PlayStation. The only thing that's different is the share and start buttons are um, on the screen. But other than that. Hmm. Mm, I'm very tempted now. I, I have the Steel you. Series Nimbus, and it's a nice controller. I mean, it's not the best controller, but it's very nice. I'm looking, very interested <clears throat> in this situation at this point. Yeah, no, I mean these these gaming these. Uh, hold on a second, my controller PS4. Let me see. Uh huh. Oh yeah, they're really pushing the game vice on me hard here, uh, and yet that says Xbox, so I don't want that. I, the has... reason I didn't love the Game Vice is that if you want to, I use my iPhone or my iPad or my laptop, and I can use the controller between all of those. If you get the Game Vice, you're kind of tied to the one device it fits, right? Which I well, wasn't so into. I'd rather just put a clip on or stick the iPod, iPad like up, and then they make they make a um they make a Game Vice for the iPad. Yeah, I mean, if I was to buy multiple controllers sure but for a dedicated one i want the ability to switch it's wild shit um well at any rate okay well that's pretty cool i mean i guess that's fine i like that there's like increasing interoperability it didn't aren't they doing xbox live for the switch is that has that happened that is a very credible rumor yeah that will that they'll be bringing xbox live and xbox um game pass to yeah that's what we need that's what we're all looking for that will crush well because i think microsoft's whole new vision for the future is it doesn't matter where you play the games just buy pay for game pass and we will get you your games wherever you are yeah but i mean i mean that will and won't work to some degree yeah, I mean, it will work great for on the dedicated console, on a computer. It'll work great maybe on the Switch. On your phone and stuff, you'll be doing streaming, which isn't ideal. But, I mean, at least yeah. we're getting closer to a Netflix for games scenario. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's. I'm very interested. I'm very interested here. I got to tell you. I mean, I think it's like it's an interesting time in, in gaming. Um, I got to try this remote play app. I mean, it, it, it seems like it could be kind of cool. Also it works like great. Extremely janky. Does it? It, it works great. It. The only and I've used I used R Play for a while, and then I was I played with the remote play a bit. It, I do prefer it on the um, phone because it's a smaller thing. So like if I'm gonna sit down and put a screen down anyway, I might as well turn the TV on. So the iPad isn't like super ideal unless I'm traveling. And also the um, compression of the video looks you, it's almost unnoticeable on the phone. On the iPad, it's just slightly noticeable. Like you can a right. little bit tell. Right. 
Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I mean, you've sold me somewhat, almost, on the yeah, whole situation. Well, step by step. All right. All right let's do else? nice things. Nice things. Yeah. We should definitely do nice things. I'm telling you, this is a quiet week. I feel like there's just not a lot, not a lot going on. Which That's is good. I'm prefer, happy. Yeah, I would I'm, I'm like, highly well, prefer less Michael Cohen weeks. <laughs> that is not a complaint. I just feel. I also feel kind of low energy. I traveled a lot. I feel like I'm like really run down. Yeah. I was like the travel kind of killed me, and it was like I already said this, I think, but it was raining in Los Angeles, and that was I expected it to be not raining, and I was very disappointed. And anyhow, I did go to Cantor's though. That's the important thing. Yeah. Okay. Nice things. Let's nice do things. it. I'm I'm ready. Um, I'm, I've never been more ready in my life. I went out to Long Island to see Kelly Clarkson. Oh, my God. And I texted my mom, like, the set list because she couldn't make it. And um, she texted back a Momo like this. <laughs> you're, 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 um, you're, uh. And I thought, I some... that's a fun. You, we all, you... we all came together on the rainbow parties of the week, which was Momo. Yeah, that's right. Momo. Um, you, uh, you Instagram some, uh, some video from that Clarkson, Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah. She puts on a phenomenal show. Oh, really? I thought it looked pretty boring. Oh, no. I have to say, uh, if you have the chance to see her, I've seen a lot of people live. And usually my taste is more, I like two kinds of music. One is extremely complicated, like like either orchestral or some kind of like involved thing, like a musical or something. Or like a show, like a stunts, like Gaga, Beyonce, Britney. Like I like like a theatricality when I pay. I, I'm, I'm paying to see somebody. I can listen to someone sing kind of at home. Um, so I either want like really sophisticated music that I don't feel like it's just someone singing to a pre-recorded vocal track or whatever. Or I want like backflips, flip-flops, pyrotechnics, like the works. Um, but I will say Kelly Clarkson I have seen several times and I will see every single time she comes around mm-hmm. because yeah. she's a amazing singer she's extremely funny she connects with the audience in a way that it feels like you're hanging out with her which i know is like a parasocial thing but she's extremely good at like talking about her day-to-day life in a way that relates to her the crowd and and bring people out from the audience who wear like a funny shirt and talking to them about whatever she brought someone on stage who she had invited personally because she saw he dances in heels um with his dance troupe to her music and she thought that was so cool and inspiring and he came out and taught her a dance move and she every single night she covers a brand new song completely learned it that morning which is like her american idol sort of trick um she every single night it's a completely different song and she broadcasts it live on facebook so that if you couldn't afford a ticket and you're a fan of hers like a kid you could still like get something fun out of the fact that she's touring um Mm. at our show she did post malone cardi b lauren hill mashup that she had made that morning and all of her musicians learned it and all the musicians are on stage and she hires only musicians for the most part almost every single one except i think one backup singer are all people of color because her music is so heavily draws from black music and she wants to create those opportunities who kelly clarkson does mm-hmm. and mm. all of her opening acts and all of her guest stars are were contestants from the voice because she realizes that you don't always get a career guaranteed from a show that like she did and she mm. wants to make sure these people can continue to work in music and stuff. Oh. And I, I have like to say, you're giving her a lot of credit. I feel no, like you're Kelly I'm a not. Lot of I'm not. I, and I have to say, I, I was in the crowd with the, with people, and we like made friends and talked about how much we love her and how these kind of live events are way more. It, you feel better spending your money on it than you do on like a Katy Perry show, even if it has all, even like a Beyonce show. It, it has all of the like performance stuff that I want to see, but it, it feels more like a community event and everyone seemed to be having a really good time. It wasn't like sweaty. There wasn't people pushing into each other. It was really fun. And, and you know, like she said to the pit 
like the crowd in the pit, she was like, okay, everybody sing along because we all know the words to this. Or she said at one point, like, everybody's favorite song of mine is a weird album track that I don't know the words to from my second album. So I will just make a medley of those kind of tracks and make sure your, I hope your favorite is in there. And if it's not, tweet at me and we'll put it in the next leg of the tour or whatever. It's like, she's just so, it was so fun and awesome. All right. So we get it. You like Kelly Clarkson. I'm sorry that I said anything bad about her, honestly. Uh, When we went to the venue, we sat down in our seats and- they had rebuilt um, the Coliseum on Long Island, and you couldn't see the stage from our seats. The overhanging ceiling covered the whole stage. Oh, no. Because I just bought cheap seats because there's, usually there's never a bad seat in the Coliseum, and we were already renting a car and stuff. You couldn't see anything. And it was John's Valentine's Day gift, and he was like, no, it's fine. I went down to the box office, and I was like, find any other seats. Like, I don't care what it costs. So we wow. bought, like, new seats and moved. Oh, it was mortifying. Oh, geez. That sucks. All right. Anyway. Sorry. Um, and so, yeah, I really have to recommend it. it. It was a great show. I had a great time. Um, in other musical things, another nice thing is I um, I haven't sang in front of people outside of like karaoke since college when I was like a music minor. And I never felt like I was a good singer. I was always like, I can like get through a part in a musical, but I'm not like a singer. Um, and then someone invited me to do a cabaret show, which was like because it was Housewives related, I got invited. Um, but it was like Housewives <laughs> meets Broadway. And I was like, do I do this? I don't know if I can really fucking carry a tune anymore. And then I rehearsed and practiced and I can. And frankly, I think I was more in my head in college because I was getting so much conflicting information. I think I'm a better singer than I was back then. And I was very happy and proud and it was felt good to get out of my body. And I was with a group of people who are really supportive and I had a really fun time with it. So um, any kind of hobby you've put down for a while or like sport or whatever activity, Pick it back up. You, it's like riding a bike. You'll be fine. I had a nice hmm. time with that. Hmm. Um, and uh, what was the other nice thing? Oh, I booked a trip to Paris for April um, for a week because I saw it was like, you know, there was a sale. It was like $250 round trip tickets. And wow, I was really? Like, yeah. And I was like, That's I've never deal. been to Paris. And uh, I kind of feel like the world is gonna end like i yeah. kind of feel like climate change to, yeah you should definitely happening. go to paris before the world ends that's a like, good policy why not just spend 250 bucks and then get an airbnb and go to disneyland paris and see the louvre and versailles and have done that rather than like fucking constantly for the last 10 years i've i, I took my first vacation was fort lauderdale it's first one like that i've really taken for non-business or family reasons in 10 years like i was like i gotta start like living my life because otherwise yeah. what the fuck is the point of all this busy work What's the point of anything? Yeah. Really, when you think about it. So I'm excited. I'm going to Paris. If anybody has recommendations, tweet at me. I uh, recommend uh, get learning to speak French if you go to Paris. Oh, I spent eight they, years of schooling trying they do to do not that. Fuck, they do not fuck with English. They're the only like, way I passed any French course was cheating using my sidekick. Yeah. So. They're like, <laughs> nope, no, um, we're not going to speak English. Yeah. Uh, no, that'll be fun. I might have some recommendations. Go to um, You got to go to the Pompidou which okay. is a museum. It's really great. Uh, and let me ask Laura, because we, we we were there. I have a little list. Ago. Top of my list was Red Light District, mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge, Disneyland Paris. John was like, wow. no. God, you <laughs> that's not the real stuff to see there, I man. I know. He had like a list yeah. of restaurants and museums and stores. And I was it. like, I want to see Mickey Mouse in a beret. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you should definitely do that. I mean, I I'm think you'll it. enjoy it. But um, all right, what else? That's what else it. Those are all my nice things. That's That's it? It's a short. You get listener. mad if I have more than one. I gave short you short list of nice things. Are right, you ready? I'm gonna drop a, a a huge one on Let's you now. Let's do it. I got into Riverdale on the flights that I was on. Oh yeah, you, you I, wrote that in Slack. 
I I is this, finished. Is this Luke Perry related? Rest. In I had. Peace? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I was looking for something to watch. They had um all the shit that was like new releases on movies were like Bohemian Rhapsody. Like I seriously contemplated watching Bohemian Rhapsody, and then I was like, I do not want to watch. I, I was like thinking about like, is there anything that I actually want to see in that movie? And I couldn't think of a no. single fucking thing. Um, no offense to could you imagine if Pauline Kael had to watch Bohemian Rhapsody? I don't, I don't know, but um, but uh, uh, no. So I was like, you know what? I I watched like the first like six or seven episodes of season one, like here and there, and I was like, I should just pick it back up and like, I think it's only like ten episodes in the first season or something. Like, yeah, just finish it. And uh, wow, boy, does that show get dark. And uh, I mean, it's ridiculous and cheesy and silly. Like, it really is like extremely cheesy. Like, it is embarrassingly silly. But also kind of good in a kind of like – I don't want to say comic booky way because that isn't – real. I mean, it, yes, it is comic booky to some degree. But um, it's more like it's just – it's super campy. But then it, there, are, there are moments here and there that are like legit good. And everybody's really attractive on it. Like everybody is like insanely good looking. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's – so it's like kind of easy to watch because it's like – Every few minutes, you're like, "Oh, that person's extremely hot," and yeah. like, I'll watch. I guess I'll watch them talk about being in a ridiculous gang called the Snakes or the Vipers or the Sneakers serpents. or whatever the f- the Serpents. I mean, it's so ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's like, so. and like, and all, and everybody's like, everybody's like, it's so like in a world where it's like racism doesn't exist, but like gangs do. Like, it's like you know what I mean. Like, it's this weird thing where like all the gangs are like. They're on some other level. Like it's not about like I mean they talk about like the South Side and the North Side, but it's like the Jets and the fucking Sharks or whatever. It's very like a version of reality that isn't like reality at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I mean what I what I mean that what I mean about the the racism thing is that like like their version of racism on the show is like people from the South Side, and yeah. everybody's everybody's grouped into like. There's no like actual cultural problems. Well, I mean, this is like on Sabrina where it's like mortals versus witches and that's yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's like <laughs> there's no actual culture that exists outside of the concept of like Riverdale and like the south side is where the bad poor people are and the north and the north side is where the rich people are. But like it, but it's it not sophisticated in like a Veronica Mars there's way. No, like, but there's no like social commentary there yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no like, there's like a gang, but the gang isn't like a gang because of like the circumstances like of like society. Yeah, they're not there. <laughs> they're not a gang because of the circumstances of society or the way that like society has been arranged or the way that America, you know, the systemic racism of America. They're a gang because they live on the south side and like. Well, yeah, it's like Slytherin. A magic hat told you to be a Nazi. <laughs> And like they're kind of like they're like a gang from like in some ways like it's a very 1950s like w- comic book creation like white comic book creation where it's like, like the greasers. gang is like guys who wear leather jackets yeah you West know like story. anyhow so it's like so it's kind of, there's you know, this weird di- there's this weird like dissonance watching it where you're like uh like this is not why gangs like this is not what gangs are like yeah, this is yeah. like it's like some weird like musical version yeah but then it's also like whatever who cares because it's like a fucking total like y- you do not have to invest a single second of like real effort into watching it mm-hmm. anyhow so my apparently my nice thing this week is that um you should watch riverdale if you seriously have nothing better to do and you want like some completely meaningless it's, it's just um, candy but i will say there was there there at the beginning of season two uh, there's some Luke Perry stuff that actually was pretty like 
given the fact that he just died was Rest pretty like he seems like uh, a wonderful very nice person. apparently luke perry was an amazing person from what, what everybody says i'm just like waiting for the moment where somebody comes up with the cancellation story for luke perry because you know whenever you're saying nice about somebody you might the new thought now is like oh he's about maybe to get canceled luke, maybe luke perry is like dolly parton or or, or mr I'm rogers sure she's gonna get canceled i mean somebody they're all gonna get canceled everyone's getting canceled anyhow except the simpsons goddamn <laughs> um i Anyhow, so so Riverdale. Um, I guess I recommend it. I guess it's a nice thing. I don't really. I know. started um, reading the uh, the book version of You from Netflix, and it's the same oh. thing where I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that like is it not unexplored here, but it's like very candy like, like being inside of his brain and like the way he views things is just like a, it's like gimmicky and fun, and I don't know. Yeah. There's something yeah. good about that right now in this moment. Yeah, you gotta get out. You gotta get out of reality. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for me. I don't. I think I have any other nice things. I mean, it's been a slow week. Um, Sleep. Sleep is my nice thing. I'm into it. Yeah. I slept. I like passed out in Portland, and I woke up. I had a very early. I had to get up very early because I had to like talk to people on the East Coast. But um, Portland's kind of cool. I mean, except for the the fact that everybody there has the measles. Um, Portland's (laughs) kind of a cool city. Like, I mean, I know like there's the whole Portlandia joke and everything, but like you know, legal weed. That's the shit. I'm sorry. Like, I'm New sorry. It's so hurry it's up. so good to just be able to walk into a, a dispensary and just like there's like varieties of things. It's like I it's know. not weird. And like what's crazy about it, I was thinking about this a lot while I was there and I was only there for like 24 hours. What's crazy about it is it's like we have like alcohol and smoking. Those like, are the, the those are the only legal like vices that in like yeah I guess you could say coffee or whatever. But think about it, it's so weird. It's you like you can we know- buy a pack of Jewel Pods, a triple macchiato. You can get Adderall, and you can do like but Adderall's a, 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 you have to get a prescription for Adderall. Sure, and it's sure, a sure. Controlled substance. But I mean, like, like you, you could- but even if you want to get a prescription for weed for depression, you can't get it. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like we we live in this such a weird thing where it's like. There, I'm not saying you should just legalize everything, but it is strange to me that like they've legalized alcohol and people drink it and go fucking ballistic on it. You can get and, a handle of Burnett's and you cannot get a joint. Yeah, and like and like and like for sure, smoking kills people. Like, definitely causes cancer, no yeah. question, and is addictive. And, and yet, like weed is this thing that's like suddenly it's like oh, like oh, what if it wasn't? And it's like yeah, like what if it wasn't? It's kind of like how you can buy want, how you can buy a, like liquor at a grocery store in California. It's the same thing to me. I'm like, how is it that we've been going through life and I have to like go to a separate store to buy liquor? It like does not make any sense. Well, it's it sort of no weird that everyone sense. flipped out when bodega owners were like. We should be the ones to sell weed because it is we're lower income where uh, the communities that were the most harassed and arrested for like lower level drug felonies to do with marijuana. And it would be a huge boost to local economies. And everyone's like, how do we know that they could be trusted with it? And it's like, yeah, they sell everything you need to smoke weed. They sell cartons of cigarettes malt liquor they sell like yeah. fucking drain cleaner i'm sure they, they can sell all. a fucking gummy bear <laughs> yeah anyhow so yeah so so uh that's my other my other uh um nice thing is weed cool legal weed, weed. i'm into it man um, i gotta say the legal version of edibles i make john like you know procure them when he goes on trips and yeah whenever i'm out and i gotta switch to something else i'm like this is dark and dank like we gotta get to a like controlled clean unless you want to pay out the nose in new york there's no like way to right right anyway yeah 
I don't know. I, I really, I really think that that they should legalize weed everywhere. It's ridiculous. Yep. All right. Well, that's it. There that's we go. The we've we've done it all. How do you feel? Spent. Great. Me too. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just heard that your family lives in Portland.